0: I'm Dan Carell, CEO of the Digital Commerce Alliance, and this is Commerce Code, a weekly digital commerce podcast for leaders in card linking, loyalty and digital marketing, mobile wallets and payments, and financial data. Thanks for joining this running conversation with leaders in the industry. And if this podcast is helpful to you, come join us at the Digital Commerce Alliance. This week, no surprise, we're taking a look at 2023. It's a big year ahead for the world, the economy, and needless to say, for digital commerce. I'm going to run down a short year in preview with a few predictions thrown in. I'm also going to run through a checklist of what we think leaders in digital commerce should have on their minds this year. And of course, that list will be shaping our agenda for programming this year at DCA.
1: is brought to you in part by VantageScore. Nine of the top 10 banks and over 3,000 leading banks and fintechs use VantageScore to predict and manage repayment risk. Learn more about the latest advances in credit scoring and how to grow your lending business by leveraging financial inclusion at VantageScore.com.
0: I'll start with the world and the global economy, and I want to give you a very quick treatment with a couple of predictions about recession and, uh, well, regime change. I'll just say, having mentioned that, that I'm going to bias in the direction of making reckless predictions since careful predictions are boring and pointless and everybody already knows what's most likely to happen. So here we go. Recession. Is it going to happen? Well, it's already happening in the developing world, which is a lot. It's happening. In Europe, yes, recession is happening in 2023. Gas prices, grinding war in Ukraine, and just continued pressure from a host of directions. So yes to recession in Europe. China, who knows? We'll never know. We'll have conjectures in hindsight. My guess is that China may not contract officially in 2023, but we'll see. And then the United States, well, it already is and will be a game of, well, what do you mean by recession? I think that's kind of telling, which is that there are lots of definitions of recession. We all know, everyone in the business world, that it is very weird right now already, and weird in a way that no one would regard as good. So... I'd say "Mm, is recession? No, not necessarily. And I will conjecture that we will never quite enter a formal recession in the United States as defined by economists. And that's a good thing because it suggests there's an underlying vitality that we're able to preserve that the United States has somehow always had a little bit more than elsewhere. But it's going to be a tough year. I said I was going to talk about two things, though, recession and regime change. So let me just jump to regime change. Bold prediction for 2023, some kind of regime change. And I don't mean necessarily the dramatic kind likely to take place in Russia, in my view, in the coming year. And in the long run, don't think of that as necessarily a great thing (laughs) because the replacement, if there is a replacement for uh, the current guy over there, is not necessarily going to be a big improvement. But. In the short run, it likely de-escalates and simplifies the war in Ukraine without ending it. It likely improves reliability and coherence of energy supply in Europe. And then we see what happens next. Regime change in China? (laughs) No, not in your life. That's not happening. But it's going to be a very rocky year. And during that rocky year, it will become even easier for multinationals to Engage in a little bit more incremental supply chain diversification. In other words, putting production and putting their eggs in more other baskets than just China. That's incremental and will be important over the long run. But here's the thing there's nothing you can do to change the size of the domestic Chinese market. And so, to the extent that Western companies are engaged in the Chinese market directly, they're going to continue to engage and they're going to continue to go through some pretty challenging times working through what that means to be in business there. And prediction is for our basic economic reasons, the uh, regime in China will not crack down that hard on Western multinationals that want to do business there and contribute to the economy. That is going to have to wait a few more years. So, having taken a very, uh, very high altitude look at the world in 2023, I want to zoom in on some of the topics that we expect to address at Digital Commerce Alliance events in 2023. And I'm just going to give you a quick unvarnished few opinions on each of them. Again, because cautious opinions are no fun and we're still running on our high from New Year's Eve, right? Right? Okay. Number one, data portability, privacy, and global regulation. This is, in the United States anyway, a work year for the CFPB, which at this point sort of has the ball when it comes to data portability. And that is a very important ball. When I say it's a work year uh, for the CFPB, uh, I don't mean that a whole bunch of things are going to happen. Uh, I'm going to say what it means is uh, they won't be releasing a darn thing on data privacy. They will be doing a lot of consulting. Maybe there'll be some drafts. Maybe some lawyers will be aware of what's going on. It takes a long time, to get a reg done many years and it takes the bulk of an administration and sometimes longer than a full administration to get a really big thing done like this. Finally, there's no point at all, if you think that it's going to be regarded as a good thing, no point in wasting a big regulatory release in a non-election year. You get absolutely nothing out of releasing a great thing in 2023 because it doesn't help you. In 2024 when everything matters because of elections. So data portability, privacy, and global regulation. Is this important in 2023? Oh, heck yes. We'll be running a fair bit of content on this. The other way of writing it down as a topic is what's the future of open banking? Open banking is about data portability and then all of the things that come in train with that. The thing that I just said about the CFPB, I'd be quite happy if the CFPB proved me wrong and did some amazing, interesting things this year, but I don't expect it. So why are we talking about open banking? Well, open banking is going to happen in some way, which is to say that consumers will gain ever more control over their data, but that doesn't have to happen as a result of regulation. It can happen through self-interested market actors doing certain things. It can happen through innovation, whether you think it's self-interested or not. And I think the issue of open banking will absolutely be top of the pile this year as we see companies getting ready for consumers to take more control over their own data. And as we see consumers themselves realizing what it means to take control over your own data through their own means, whether that's backed by some legal or regulatory change, or whether that's something that just happens because the market's innovating, the technologies are changing. And frankly, because maybe consumers see an opportunity or start to realize from a sentiment perspective that that's what they want. Next thing for 2023, next generation of loyalty rewards and indeed money. I think we'll see some cool stuff come out in 2023 largely because it's just been under development for a few years and out it comes in 23 because now it's ready. Or to some extent, it comes out in 2023 because preferences change as a result of difficult times economically. And it's a good time to release certain kinds of things. What are some examples of stuff I'm looking at? One is interoperability in points. I think there's tremendous opportunity for points, for rewards, and for other non-currencies to build value and to compete with good old-fashioned money for transaction value. So as points become exchangeable within consortia in relationships with different companies, if you can get food, shelter, and clothing out of points, and if you can earn and then spend points without ever having it touch money, that becomes pretty interesting. And I think we see more and more of that all the time. If it gets big enough, it'll raise some interesting tax questions. Someone's going to have to deal with that. Another thing after interoperability and points I'd look at is just the development of, of walled gardens within really powerful, innovative, capable institutions. It's a little hard for me to imagine my big, old bank innovating so much that they do amazing stuff and entice me into a world of their making. But it should be easier to imagine a big, perhaps old, bank being able to partner with fintechs and other organizations to do that. And to create value inside their system, if you will, whether it's the bank itself or a consortia of other organizations combined with it, to create a sort of walled garden. What I said before about interoperability in points or feels more like an open points type system, I'm not sure there's a huge difference between that which is phrased as being open interoperable points that can be redeemed and used in other places and a walled garden that's built by partnering with other organizations. Those two things are probably pretty close to each other. Actually, it's two different ways of phrasing a pretty similar thing. I'll look for development on both fronts because they both compete with current merchant and money models. And in a way, they compete with the government, if you will, for delivering and managing what we regard as money. Having mentioned that, talking about something that competes with money with having yet Not said the word crypto or blockchain, I will say that I think that blockchain and maybe even cryptocurrencies could relate to what I'm talking about. But you won't be surprised to hear me say that I don't think cryptocurrencies are going to be having major disruptive, important moments in 2023. It might be the year for regrouping in that space, although I could be wrong. Fourth and last thing for 2023 still crazy after all of these years, the future. Credit cards. We've mentioned a few times on Commerce Code the quiet rise of Apple Pay. It will continue on its rise and it won't be as quiet in 2023. But the future of credit cards. Well, there's a couple different things going on here. One is the cards. I will say the tipping point for cards is when we get to a world where a full on Gen X or even baby boomer leaves the house with her smartphone but forgets her wallet. And then thinks to herself in the driveway, eh, I'm not going to bother to go back in and get it. Like, I've basically already got it on my smartphone. At that moment, the card, that thing, well, that thing is dead. Is that going to happen in 2023? No. To me, that happens when your driver's license, it's a pretty practical consideration, but it's real, is also on your smartphone. That's currently possible. I don't know what the adoption rate looks like, but it's possible in Arizona, Maryland, And recently, Colorado. And we have about 10 more states as I look at this list that are, quote unquote, committed to supporting that technology in mobile wallets. It's Connecticut, Georgia, Hawaii, Iowa, Kentucky, Mississippi, Ohio, Oklahoma, Utah, and Puerto Rico. If you're keeping track, those things aren't going to come through anytime super soon. So let me just say that we'll have pretty close to a tipping point in 2025 and I predict by end of that year, we'll have people full-on walking around almost naked, at least as far as their wallet goes, just carrying their smartphones. There's a completely separate issue, of course, however, which is, will the payments networks suffer if the plastic goes away? That's not really a question for 2023, as I've already established, but it is an important and interesting question, and I will only throw in a conversation that I had recently that will be showing up soon on an episode of Commerce Code about the fact that Venmo is being accepted by Amazon as a form of payment. And as a practical and to some extent mental exercise, I went into my Amazon account where I have put in, just for the sake of it, my bank account as an ACH payment method already. I've got An Amazon Prime Visa rewards card already. And I said, sure, I'll put in my Venmo account. And I did. And then I thought to myself, okay, when am I ever going to use this? There are a few more innovations necessary still to make even that look attractive. And I don't doubt that it's quite possible in the math and practicalities of it for Amazon to make me think to myself, hey, maybe I want to use Venmo as a form of payment in my Amazon account. But of course, right now, I get cashback rewards from the Amazon Prime Rewards Visa, and so I haven't any reason at all to do that. The payments networks are fundamentally credit and very sophisticated data and economics organizations, and the methods of value capture and value creation that they have don't really depend that much on plastic. It doesn't mean that the networks aren't vulnerable in some way, but I wouldn't say that the death of the credit card necessarily portends big problems for the credit card networks themselves. That's a conversation that we can pick up in a future issue of commerce code, like a really future issue of commerce code, I'd say in two or three years when things start to really shake. In the meantime, We're thinking about 2023. It'll be an exciting year, an interesting year, lots of issues. We wish you the best. And please stay in touch with us. We'd love to have you as a guest if you've got interesting things to say about digital commerce, and we would love to have your thoughts and your feedback on Commerce Code. Take care and God bless.
1: Commerce Code is a weekly podcast bringing you conversations with executives who are leading the way in digital commerce. If you like Commerce Code, your company should join the Digital Commerce Alliance and become part of our mission of advancing trade for good through standard setting, industry networking, conferences and best practice sharing. Check out our website at www.digcomall.org and reach out to Ala Mohammed, our head of member services at ALAA at digcomall.org. On behalf of DCA, have a great week.